kind of go. Just kind of go whatever. So y'all like burn events? Why don't you introduce yourself? There you go. Yes, my name is Jay. I do not have a burner name. My name is Liz Cream, and I go by Cream de la Cream. So when did y'all start actually going to burn events? Um, our first burn was actually the same burn. We didn't know each other at that point, but uh, that was 2013 Flipside uh, Beast. That was an amazing transformational situation for me. Yeah, and it was for me as well. Um, I, I camped with a one-time only camp, uh, Camp Quantum, and it was perfect, and I loved it. So why did y'all actually start? I mean, what was your story to actually get into Flipside? Uh, one of the most amazing people in the world that I have ever known. Um, I'm not going to mention her by name. She'd probably be pissed about it. But uh, she, she introduced me to uh, to Flipside, and I went and I camped with the camp she'd been with, not the year before, but the year prior to that. Uh, it was Temple to Sod, and they took me on as co-lead because I could get shit done, and I needed someone to get shit done. And, uh, yeah, it was amazing. And um, one of my friends was telling me about the event um, about two months previous, and I just happened to run into a ticket from Shelby, actually, a.k.a. Shea Bunny Fly. I, just hearing it described was exactly right up my alley, and when I got to my first burn, people thought I had been to multiple burns, so it was perfect. I don't know, people were actually skeptical about whether or not I was going to enjoy it, or at least I was skeptical about it. The, the person who brought me knew how much I was going to love it, because she knows me really well, but she was explaining it to me, and I'm like, um, that sounds like it could be cool, but, and it it changed me, so I guess I guess she was right. <laughs> it seems like you've actually, like both of you have jumped in, like you said, you've gone, you've gone and you seem like you've been to several Probably had to do with the fact that I was, like, naked ten minutes after being there. That does help. <laughs> I was decidedly not naked ten minutes after being there. <laughs> I was too busy working on things and moving heavy objects and sharp things. I was not about to be naked. <laughs> Whereas I was just painting random girls with body paint. So, yeah, like I said, I kind of fit right in. So what do you think, as new burners, how would you describe Flipside to people? That's really, really, really tough. We need to pause. Do we still have waveforms? We do. We still have waveforms. So what do you think a burn event is? It's a rave meets a hippie commune, basically, is the best. I mean, like it, when when trying to explain to someone what it is in 20 words or less, that's what I tell them. But you can't explain it. You you have to experience it. So it's really tough to say this is what flip side is or this is what a burn is. I, I don't know. On, on the point of seeming like, you know, I've been there before and done this before a whole lot. I don't know. I still feel like I'm fitting into the whole fold and finding my place in the in the whole burner culture, but it's definitely my place, so I guess that's where that comes from, because I know it. when they say welcome home, it, it really means something to me. Um, so, I don't know, as far as the, the new burner and how to explain it, it's really it's really tough to, to describe. I mean, how would you describe it? <laughs> It, like uh, before, we we were describing it to you know, whenever I was talking to other people. It always depends on who you're talking to. It really is. And so some it's it's an art festival, which it really is. Some of it's depending on who I'm talking to. You know what? It is communism for five days. And guess what? It works five days. It's amazing how good that works. Um, and some it's you know just you go out there and you're having it's a blast. You can't tell me. I can't tell you what it is. You do have to experience it. I generally uh, talk about the principles more than anything. Um, 
rather than try to explain an experience because it's different for me every time. It's different for everyone every time. And, you know, you can remember certain parts of it and retell it this way. Or, you know, the next time you're telling it to someone else, remember a different part of it and tell it this way. So generally I talk about the leave no trace aspect, um, the gifting uh, part of it. And um, I talk about the art uh, as well. I have a lot of artist friends, so that usually appeals to them. And more so now, people do know what Burning Man is, or at least they kind of have an idea, because it has become a little bit more talked about in the mainstream. So saying to someone it's a much sm smaller scale Burning Man can, does kind of mean something to people now. Mm -hmm. Burning Man is more, more hardcore camping, as opposed to what it, the way that my camp goes. We are camping, but we're not camping. It depends on your experience out there. I have friends of mine that, that want to go, and it's one of those, well, how much of a – you could totally go out there and be hardcore camping, or you can go out there and be luxurious camping as well. Right, yeah. I mean, there's there's various people out there, you know, 53-foot trailers. that I mean, they're huge RVs, and they've got showers and bathrooms, and it's all nice. And then there's the people, like, in the Badlands – who show up with their tent and two coolers with food and you know beer or whatever they bring, and they're they're there to camp. So it really depends on your resources and also what it is that you want, what what, what experience you want out of it. I mean, flip side is different for everyone every time. It, it all just depends on you make your own experience. Uh, that's that's really part of the culture as well is making your own experience, being part of it, and participating. It can, like 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 Cream said, you, it changes every single time. It, you really are. It's up to you to make your own experience and make it awesome or make it not. No, I completely agree with that. What do you What do you look at the burn being? Do you be Do you look at it as a big bonfire? Do you look at it as as a transformative experience? Do you, What do you look at it as? When I first went, I, obviously not having any experience to draw upon, I was excited for basically the expression that I knew I was going to be able to have, like you know, my free freedom. I was so excited when the burn happened 2013 because of the, the theatrics of it that's something i love like the pageantry of flipside is the costumes and just i you know as a theater person like that's really fun for me our beach side was different because that's a different part of me like i am i love to be at the coast i love to be near the water there's not quite the same like you know pageantry as that flip side there's more function you know, what we're doing with our beach cleanups. So I like that I have those two ends of the spectrum. Like, flip side, I, I definitely want to do a little bit more volunteering this next coming year. We're, we're going to be working hard this coming flip side. Um, but uh, it's nice to have both aspects of that, you know, where you can totally have fun and, and be getting stuff done. I definitely don't look at it as a big bonfire. Um, the actual event, the burn, burn night, I, although I love it, that is not the main event for me. Um, it That can be a transformative experience, that in and of itself, but the entirety of it is an experience that is, I guess transformative is a really good way to say it, and it, it's, a, it's a matter of the freedom that I have there that I have nowhere else. I can completely let go, and I let go of inhibitions, and I let go of all the things that the default world, as it's so-called, that, that I have to that I have to maintain out there. So when I when I'm at the burn, speaking specifically about Flipside, being camp co-lead or camp lead, you still have a lot of responsibility, but 
it's at least for me it was done in such a way that yes i have responsibilities to the camp but that doesn't mean that i can't be this person that i want to be all the time but i can't because the real world would not be happy with that guy <laughs> they they probably wouldn't uh, they probably wouldn't let me walk around and do the things <laughs> on the street that i can at flipside and i th- i think the beach burns uh, are very much the same way in that you're leaving the default world to a lesser extent with those because it's a totally different environment and it being that it's a more public experience. But at the same time, you get to adopt that different persona, I guess, that that the burns allow. So the burn as a whole isn't just a bonfire. It's definitely an experience of freedom and expression. And so y'all are, uh, y'all are starting your own camp this year. We are starting. Uh, I had come up with the idea at Flipside last year. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, 2014, this most recent Flipside just talking to various people about it. Jay was the one who got the most excited about it. <laughs> of course I did. It's Dick. I love the guy. <laughs> it's called Camp Dick Joke. As a new camp coming in. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you have any um, any people actually give you advice or? Not things? really yet. Um, I've had a, a couple of chats about just what we're going to be doing. Um, and possible like location of the camp. It's not a sex camp, which the name might give the impression that that's what it is. It's exactly what it sounds like. We're going to be making dick jokes. We're going to also have some games. You know, one of them is going to be like whack a dick, like whack a mole. Another one, just to, to give you a little teaser, is my favorite. It's called bobbing for cocks, like bobbing for apples. So that's kind of kind of a, a taste of what we're going to be doing. We're gonna we're gonna oh, just is that a taste? <laughs> it's just the tip, just the just the tip of the information. But a lot of people have been really getting into it <laughs> with with suggestions about just other things we could do. But it's going to be a very long and hard process. <laughs> um. You know, I've talked with Parsec, who you interviewed uh, a few weeks ago, uh, about it. He's given some advice, and I mean that dude is brilliant. So he's given he's given me some ideas as, as to the the infrastructure and how to make it happen. But as far as putting a camp together, no, uh, we haven't had a whole lot of advice. We're really trying to find um, more veterans that are willing and and, and want to be a part of it, uh, because as of right now, we have the two of us and I think three virgins that are going to be camping with us thus far. So we're still forming it and it's, it hasn't completely fleshed out. <laughs> Flesh. <laughs> it's going to be awesome though. One way or the other, it's going to happen and it's going to be, it's going to be Dick joke. Come see Dick joke. It's going to be huge. <laughs> and we just had a, a conversation at the, at the CC meeting this last, uh, this last one. And it was about theme camps. What defines or potentially defines a theme camp. Burning Man actually has a, a list because whenever they went through the, the city planning actually went through and said, okay, well, do we want to define what a theme camp is? This is what Burning Man does. And they actually turn away camps based on I, I, my assumption is the fact they get so many, there's only a, so there's a finite amount of space and, do they actually want to define what a theme camp and is? Do they meet certain criteria? Exactly. Do they, and what they went through was a long list of just very specific things. Um, I would like to see that list. I almost want to bring that bad boy up, actually. Bring that bad boy up. Anyway. Get it up, bro. Burning Man? This is for the Big Burn? Yes. Okay. Well, I, I know that a lot of people think it's funny and think it's a good idea. More so... I, I've never done anything like this before. I mean, I, I generally can be really bossy and I know how to make decisions, but 
I don't know if that really qualifies me for being a camp lead, but I think so. You're going to do great. I mean, it's camp dick joke. You're built for it. Like, <laughs> this is your thing. I'm so on it. <laughs> okay, yeah, here it is. Theme camps uh, should be visually stimulating. Theme camps must be interactive. They should include activities, events, or service to the Burning Man community in general. We are most impressed by new and unique camp plans we receive. Check, 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 and check. <laughs> in most cases, creating a chill zone with music and relaxation is not enough to receive placement. Some camp members should be at your camp at all times in order to, in order for your activities to be accessible to others as possible. That is a good point because I'm sure there'll be times at Flipside where we'll want to be roaming, you know, either wandering off together or separately, and maybe we need to designate a, a first mate, so to speak, of the the dick joke boat. <laughs> well, it just kind of depends on how your camp is structured. Uh, I can only give you examples of the ones that I've been involved with, like Steaming Pod. Steaming Pod is a 24-7 service camp. There there might not be always someone in the camp, like actually providing coffee, but there will always be coffee available. There's, there's always going to be something there. Right, which is kind of where, where I see you know dick joke going, because it is a theme camp that is very interactive in that there's going to be a bunch of games mm-hmm. that you don't have to supervise. You right. walk in and you just start playing pin the balls on the dick or whatever the hell we're going to call it, or muff toss. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, there, there are going to be games that you look at and you go, oh, that's a, a, a vagina version of horseshoes. Sure. Awesome. And we're going to throw this, this frisbee on a giant phallic symbol. Um, so it'll be something anybody can walk in, whether there's someone there or not, and play the games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it's a good idea to, to have someone there most of the time. No, we'll see. Mm-hmm. The way that the, the the discussion really went was more of a, do we want to have, because it seemed like the, the slight problem that they were getting was uh, camps that were not necessarily real camps, actually just wanting an address, basically. As an example, you know, friends coming in, camping in a specific spot, you know, 113, whatever it would be, and that would be where they wanted to be rather than being in the Badlands, as opposed to that. And, uh, you know, discussion went from, do you want to have that? Do you want to have themes? What what is a theme? I kind of figured, I finally figured out what I think is a theme camp. It comes comes down to three things. It comes down to, uh, number one is infrastructure. Having some kind of lead with a theme, with some, some kind of idea. So you need a lead with a theme and an idea. Done. Number two, uh, what I call a welcome mat. Some way to get into your camp and interact with whatever it is. Doesn't matter what it is. And number three, participation. Kind of doesn't matter what that is because it could be, you know, games. It could be Beer. dance floor. It could be a bar. It could be performance art. Something, whatever. Something that you're providing. To some, something. Some, some kind of participation. Doesn't really matter what it is, but those three things I think that makes what a theme camp is, and it's really very loose enough to have that, you know, camp where it's we're coming out, we're hanging out, we're gonna put on a play, so we don't have a whole bunch of stuff. There's a whole bunch of different things that just fall into those categories right there, and it doesn't necessarily mean it means more or less you don't have just tents in an area, and that's all you have. Providing something for the the greater experience. I think you hit it on the head with the. So, yeah, I mean, I would hate to wander into a camp that has an address that's, you know, somewhere in, that it's not in the Badlands, and it's next to theme camps, you walk in, and it's just a bunch of hippies hanging out, and there's nothing there, like, there's absolutely nothing that's being provided aside from, you know, people or whatever, but, yeah, a theme camp should 
be there to provide something for everyone, or at least someone. Do you remember um, luminescence at this most recent burn at Flipside? It was the, the structure that was um, CDs that had been strung together. Yes, yes. And ref- with, with light. Well, this was a new installation. It was just mm-hmm. like a small room, mm-hmm. you know, a little I remember structure that, yes. built. And it was literally big enough for like 10 people to walk in and stand side, you know, side by side. And that's all it was. But it was CDs with lights, and they put 3D glasses in there. So that's simple. And you don't have to have, obviously, you don't have to have somebody in there. And it was a huge source of entertainment for people. Right. Well, someone set that up. That that provided some kind of entryway, some kind of yeah. you know, welcoming part. It and was then great. there's your participation going into this cool little art installation there. It was beautiful. Done. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be super regimented, super structured. Like you said, just about anything that's providing something works. It, it doesn't the, the sky's the limit. And I think that's a big part of what Flipside is, is it's it is an art festival. And whatever your imagination, your creative mind can come up with and put together and make happen. It, it'll pretty much fly. Mm-hmm. One thing about you know volunteering, I, I really recommend volunteering, but not going super overboard, especially with being a new camp. Make sure you have your shit taken care of, and then going super crazy on that on the volunteering. Because I, I have burned myself out before, and that was really rough. In fact, it was Joel's first year at Bandersnatch. That was that was a very rough year for me because I burned myself out big time on volunteering. So I want to recommend don't go super crazy on it. <laughs> what did you What did you do? Uh, I did several shifts of the Guardians, mm-hmm. and those were around the six-hour shifts there, being the uh, digital on most of those, including Burn Night as well. So it was that, along with a couple other things that I had to deal with, along with helping run, uh, not run, but helping make sure the Steamy Pot was you know, up and running as best as I can do, you know, along with all that, because certain, certain camps... I believe they're they're volunteering a lot is making sure that their camp runs completely very smoothly. You know, I would hate to see you know like a dance camp not be running smoothly because they're all volu- you know they're all doing other stuff. You know, and I that there's a big volunteering thing. Greeting shifts, like greeting for, shifts are great. for a little bit, mm-hmm. and that way, once one stick joke is erect, <laughs> um, going and doing like a three hour greeting shift because you can kind of talk up your camp. Oh, exactly. That would probably be the extent of my volunteering at this burn. Mm-hmm. And if Dick Joke is still around next year, which hopefully it would be, you know, the following year or another, by that time it will have set up itself pretty much. You know, we'll be able to have. Yeah, I, I definitely want to volunteer in some normal fashion. I, I, I'd love to do DAPT. There's no way I could do DAPT and, you know, run a camp. Um, and I think you kind of have to be in Austin to really be in, in, in a part of DAPT. Um, but, you know, doing like Shaven Apes or something like that seems like something I would be into. It's definitely something I need to figure out before before we do it because I want to volunteer. I didn't do a whole lot of volunteering the first year. Uh, I didn't I didn't know a lot about it at all, so uh, I didn't sign up for anything. But it's, that's another part of the experience is contributing to the volunteer aspect of it, helping the whole thing run and making making yourself available for something. So where were we? I don't really remember. Not volunteering. Yeah. Um, and I, my first flip side, I didn't volunteer for any ships, but I uh, actually assisted with a couple of workshops about um, how to use a dental dam, which was awesome. And um, then I taught a workshop on uh, called Poppin' and Twirlin', and it was how to dance sexy-like. 
and the guy who stole my tutu was in my class. I was quite mad. But it was a good time. It was just the right amount uh, for the first burn because I did not want to have to commit to something my first time going. Oh, yeah, and you said that you might want to do, like, um, uh, Jay, like, like Shave and Apes. Shave and Apes would probably be right up your alley. It really would, especially with you can go around to the city, around the area, get to know a lot of people, and actually, you know, Shave and Apes actually saved Stephen Pot a little bit of a hassle this year, just getting there, and because this year we didn't have enough people to set up everything at, at the first day, and we actually had three Shave and Apes come in and help us out, and it was amazing. And that was, that's exactly the kind of thing that they do you know yeah that's that's exactly what i what i was seeing last year and i did that to a to on an, on an unofficial uh realm i guess i, I kind of walked around i was like hey you look like you need some help dude can i help you with that it's kind of funny there's this one dude um he it was a bandage nice did, did you see the giant seesaw that was there Yeesaw. yeah yeah I, I was I was trying to help that dude set it up. I stood there for two hours while he tried to figure out how to get his shit together, and I was just they like... They also didn't set it up until Saturday night. No, I'm sorry, like Sunday afternoon or something this year. So it was... It, it's so intricate, and there's so much stuff to do. They always are late. Yeah, it was, it was fun to do. I think I'd like to do it in an in official capacity. Um, that would be probably, like you said, my ideal for volunteering, because I like to get shit done what are the things that you've actually seen on Flipside that you actually really like? I mean, I, uh, whenever I go to Flipside, I really like the the dance, the dance domes. Those are really cool. Uh, just the various art projects that I get to go out and see. You know, the, this last year they had a lot of the pool tables that were out that were very cool. Uh, what have you seen that you really like? I actually, speaking of the Yeesaw, uh, I thought that was a really cool thing because it's almost like um, like art and a game at the same time. You know, um, I enjoyed the hive this year, even though there was a bunch of children around it, but it looked really cool. I finally got to go to sitting camp, which was great, because I just sat there, so I fit right in. Um, I generally just love the people watching. I, I like seeing the costumes. People are so creative, and that's something I really, really get a kick out of. You're really testing my memory here. I got a bad memory to begin with, and <laughs> flip side 2013 was a while ago. I didn't wind up going this year. Um, Things like French Camp, I just got the hugest kick out of French Camp. I absolutely love that. Um, and then they did a, at some point they occupied French Camp and they were being nice to everyone. Uh, that was that was really that was really fun. But I, I don't know as far as like specific art installations, I don't I don't have that great of a memory to begin with. And then the things that I was partaking of during Flipside don't help that. <laughs> so I mean, it, again, the experience is it's it's a whole thing in and of itself. Like the specific art installations, I really can't name one. I actually remember this year there was um, made out of wood, big like cutouts almost. One was shaped like an ear and one was shaped like a vagina and there were earplugs in the ear and condoms in the vagina. I thought that was pretty cool because it was functional. It was funny. And those are two very valuable things for a burn, you know. Earplugs. Oh, it's it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that's been there. You know, my first year. There, there's that sign: condoms and earplugs when you need them. It's great. So, uh, are y'all actually planning on going to Mischievia this year? I don't think I'm going to make Mischievia. We're trying to make Freezer Burn. Um, Mischievia is probably not going to happen for me. I don't know. That that could change at any minute, though. Um, being that I'm going to visit some burner friends after we're done here, and I know they're going to campaign to get my ass to Mischievia this year, so they might win. Um, it just depends on, on how my employment situation works out. I really want to go, though. 
Um, I, I think with the stuff that we're doing down at the beach, because um, we've got a lot of events happening down at the beach, beach cleanups. Um, we've got an event going on for Halloween. Uh, I think it's just going to be too much for me. Um, I'm excited about freezer burn because I'm a Yankee, so I like, I'm, I've camped in the cold, you know, really, really cold weather, so I'm excited to see what camping in the Texas winter will be like. Yeah, again, on the the beach events, that's going to be something that is going to take up a lot of our time. We have, like, what, five events between now and the big Halloween event? So, yeah, it's it's definitely something that that there's a lot of crap going on down in South Texas right now as far as the burner culture that we're building down there. It's taxing. It's hard to get away to do other things. No, Mischievia is – it's a challenge. It's very far, especially – I mean, it's far from here in Austin, and I wouldn't want to go from – Corpus all the way there. That that is a long. Uh, how far it is? About five hours. All right. If you think about it, what I what I basically think of it as going from you know, it's the corner of Texas. It's not far. You can go into Oklahoma and all the other states that are around that corner pretty easily from Mischievia. So it's it's very north Texas. I mean, even even um, whenever Shadow would like to go, it's it's still like two hours from Dallas. So it is It is pretty far. It's very cool. It's exactly like all the stories that you've ever heard about Flipside from 2004, 2005. You know, that, that whole 500 people. Very, You'll see everyone there. You can get to know people, like most of the participants out there. The tickets say, uh, I believe two years ago when I went, it was, I want to say 500. But they were, you could get the tickets pretty much up until... They cut off the ticket window, so it really wasn't it wasn't difficult to get tickets. Not to my knowledge, they don't do a lottery because I don't think they get a, a ton. I'm not sure. I don't know the specifics on it. I don't think they've sold out. I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure. But it's very fun. It can get cold because it is October, but that's I, I'm a ha- I'm a hot weather person, so the cold weather camping is more of a challenge for me. I don't particularly care for cold weather camping. It's definitely fun. It's definitely something you should experience. But it's also, Freeze Burn is getting right there as well. Uh, and, and Freezer Burn is closer to, correct? Where is that pro- uh, property? Freezer Burn, um, if you were to come up from Corpus, it's, it's basically about an hour and a half down the road. Not even that much. Maybe an hour. Uh, the property is actually, uh, it's old, it's uh, CMA campground which is a, um, uh, a pagan campground. It's very nice land. The, the only problems with it are that they have these, um, I don't know what's called, they're, they're these, these thorn bushes that are, they're, they're thorns this, you know, an inch thick, and that if they get you, you're, you're done for a while. You can go to the hospital with those. So you've got to be very careful. They will puncture tires. A lot of it, it's not, it's not everywhere, but it is, you definitely do have to look out for it. But it's very fun. It's actually very open as well. It's not It's not condensed. It's not all on top of each other. Uh, I didn't even get to see the entire city because I'm also one of those kind of people that I like to hang out in camp because a lot of people go to the steaming pot and hang out. So I get to hang out there. So I, I people watch a lot at those. Plus it was it got it got a little cool. But this last year, it you know you went through the winter. I don't know how bad it was. Here it was you know that. 
the the high of that year, the high of this uh, freezer burn was I'm gonna say like 40 degrees, and then in the winter, uh, th then at night it went down to like 20, somewhere in that area. It got cold, yeah, but it that was like the first day. The second day it was in the 40s and the 50s and got down to the 30s. You know, it was fun. And definitely something you should experience. But it was not as booming as uh, Mischievia. Mischievia, my story is whenever I was told about Flipside. I've been told about Flipside for years, and I didn't know about it. My brother went to Flipside for years and told me, I go camping, I do this, you know. And then uh, about two years before I went, he started telling me even more, the you know, the stories. Oh, we camped near Chupacabra. We did, you know, we, camped, we were camped near the sod at one year. You know, all these little stories and these stories of um, sleeping on the air mattress and there's a subwoofer on the other side of the tent because the camp your camp next to is the sound camp that is just booming and your your bed is vibrating. So I was told all those stories. Can, can we make a vibrating bed happen at Dick Joke? <laughs> I'm sure you could. <laughs> so... I was told all these stories, and my first year was Bad Idea uh, four years ago, and at Bad Idea, it really wasn't that bad where we were placed. There wasn't, we were in the middle of the city at Steam Upon, and therefore we were not near sound camps, we were not near any of the crazy camps, we were in the middle of the city. So relatively quiet at the in, in the evening, and I was expecting, I, I went and got earplugs, I got everything that I needed, and then in the evening, nothing. Oh, this is this is very this is like camping. This is very peaceful. You can hear a little bit of sound out and out. You can hear a little bit, but nothing that bad. I was expecting, you know, my my air mattress to be vibrating from all the sound, and so not that big a deal, right? And then I go to Mischievia, and we're at the steaming pot right across the street is the dan a dance camp, and that evening, uh, the first evening, is when I wake up to just boom, 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 and I wake up. I sit up, I go, oh, man, okay, this is how it was. All right, cool. How am I going to get to sleep? Lay back down, pass out. Exactly how that goes. I've never had any problems sleeping at Flipside. No, no, never had any problems sleeping at Flipside. And I don't think that if there's something going on that is that awesome, when I crash, I don't think it's going to matter because I'm going to be up having fun. <laughs> I Yeah, I solved that problem by not really sleeping at all or sleeping just an hour or two at a time just when my body actually like crashes so yeah i mean at the beach burn i slept ridiculously uh, i mean i had i slept every night like it was weird it was that's not that's not the way this works you, you didn't sleep like hardly at all I, I slept i got there thursday night around 11 went to sleep at four woke up at eight and then i was up till from friday morning i woke up at eight i was up till saturday around nine slept till 12 30 and that is the last i slept but I can sleep two or three hours at the beach and feel way more rested. Not I. <laughs> I sleep two or three hours at the beach, and <laughs> I'm going to sleep for another five because the beach takes it out of you. It, it does. I mean, you were there. Was that the first time you'd been to the beach and done that kind of thing out there? Uh, that was actually uh, not my first time being at a beach, but camping on the beach there specifically in Corpus. That was actually my first trip to Corpus ever. Yeah, I'm glad you came as well. What, what was your What was your experience at the beach burn like? How did you, as far as camping and then the the whole thing? I'm curious to know your your perspective on it. So this last year at Flipside, I actually had a very good time at Flipside. 
it was uh, the opposite of what I had the year before. What I found after a good flip side event is that whenever you're done with done with a burn, you automatically want to do more. You're on that on that church high kind of thing. Coming back from a church retreat, you're on that church high or whatever you want to call it. And so you automatically have these ideas, and that's whenever um, Parsec started going, oh, well, we're going to try and do this, and, you know, talking to him and talking to y you, and it became, all right, well, uh, I've never done that before. It doesn't seem like a ton of people are, I don't know, we'll see how that goes, and I wanted to see if, you know, I wanted to see if I can do it and take a, take a longer trip, especially with the trailer, and the trailer actually helps out a ton. I recommend it. It's great. It's a great utility thing to have. <laughs> yeah, it was basically it was an experiment of, of going out and you know um, I, when I camp I go out with my brother, my 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 former roommate, my campmates, the people that I know for several years. This is the first one that I've actually went out and all right now I know nobody. Let's see how this works out. And it actually worked out pretty well because. Even then, you still had people from the community come out. I mean, you still had. I mean, it was easy. To, I knew several people that were already there. So it was. It was. It was very cool. And uh, what y'all are doing with that that community is is very interesting. Because I mean, here in the Austin community, there's already a wide selection of burners out there. To you know, if they want to organize an event, they can. So you want to? I want y'all to talk about a little bit about what y'all are doing down there in Corpus. The the whole thing that we're doing down there is ambitious because it's not just a burn event; it's a cleanup effort in a big, big way. the The locals down there have trashed the the resource that we use, at least I use frequently, for decades, and it's it's bad in some places. It's really bad. Patrick Parsec um, is the guy who basically he he is the the everything behind it. It was his idea, it's his execution, it's all his planning. We've jumped on board and really, really started helping him because there's no way one person can do it. Um, basically what we're doing is we are having several events that we, he's got events planned out through next year um, where we're going to have little burn events and some and a couple of larger burn events and during those events it's also going to be cleanup. So there's uh, there's one thing that, that we call the, the shotgun range or the, uh, the redneck shooting range. It's, uh, it's an area... It's actually not on the beach. It's very, very near the beach. It's uh, across the, the access road to the beach. Um, the, the Redneck Shooting Range is probably, I would say, at most an acre uh, in its total uh, expanse. There is so much trash out there, and we just hauled a large, uh, well, we, ha we hauled some of the large debris out yesterday, actually. Uh, he and I went out there, and, I mean, these people are bringing out their TVs, their water heaters, their old appliances, their couches, their crap, and they're just shooting it, and then they leave it there. And they leave all their shells there, and it's, it's wrecked. There's, there's a political aspect behind it because there, there's, uh, the two of the counties are fighting to see who is going to take control of that land, and we're trying to help the, the, the general land office keep that land and make it beneficial for them not to sell it to either of these counties so that we can maintain the freedom that we have out there, that we can go out there and do these events. We can go out there and we can have these burns. We can have people come out there. So I think there's like five events. It's like five between now and the, uh, the Fall Freaktacular that Patrick's throwing that we're going we're gonna to have that shotgun shell range completely cleaned up and improved by uh, Halloween. And Halloween will be the event, the Fall Freaktacular. Uh, that'll be our celebratory event. Um, after Flipside last year, I had met Patrick 
right before Flipside and after Flipside uh, 2013, we went and scoped out where we thought a good location would be for Burn on the beach. So that planning has been going on for a year because we did our first annual event after Flipside, the beach decompression. We've got an event coming up next weekend, which is my birthday slash beach cleanup. We're going to be doing um, shifts on that Saturday uh, at the shotgun shell range. And I think Psytrance is another event that's happening September 6th, I believe, is the weekend. That's not our group, but they're coming down and they're going to also chip in with uh, with a with some cleanup as well. All of our events, I think, are on the Facebook page, the Burners Without Borders Corpus Christi page. It would be great to get people coming down from Austin to do that. I know it's kind of a haul. It'll be worth it. It'll be fun for, for that aspect of it. The beach cleanups are really important. Yes, Shotgun Shell Roundup on the 16th and the 23rd of this month and the 30th. Oh, my God, there's so many things going on. Um, the 16th being the Saturday, right in the middle of Liz's Dirty 30 Beach Bash. No, it's very important with, with having a lot of events the only problem that i can see is that right around this time is a very busy time for a lot of burners we have that one of the issues that that Flipside i believe has is that there are there's uh, burning man coming up in what a week and a half or whatever it is there is the uh, fall town hall that's going to be coming up there's mischievous there's art outside this area has a ton of not necessarily burner related but burner friendly people who who go to burn events go to these events you know flipside is becoming more that year that community is becoming a lot more year-round centric with with it's tough to want to go to a lot i I would love to go to events unfortunately it's really tough to start planning on these things you know and i I mean i would love to go to burning man it's just man it's a lot of work too you know (laughs) it is a lot of money it is a lot of money and it's it's a lot of planning Especially in one of the things that I, one of the reasons why I don't do a theme camp is because that's a lot. I plan a lot of, I plan a lot. And just planning with Steam and Pot, it's very difficult just that way. I couldn't imagine doing another camp along with it. My brother branched out this last year and did his own. It worked out pretty well. His camp was a secret draft party. It was right across the street. It was, it was very, it was first year camp and that's kind of the, the one thing that they were talking about as well as the camps that you can not nec- it didn't fail but it's you're allowed to fail you know and through your failure you're going to get better i have uh, complete faith in my brother to make his camp better next year not that it had any real failures it had its problems like every camp will have that's one thing that you're gonna have to you know if you don't get anything if you don't get some things done with your camp this year don't worry about it. You're going to have another year to plan on that as well. What do you think about Flipside getting bigger? Do you do you have any ideas or any thoughts of that? Oh, man. There it is. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts about this, obviously. I got excited. Um, this past Flipside, uh, I think there were, there were over 3,000 ticketed, and I'm pretty sure over 3,000 actually showed up. 2980-something. Okay. There was a huge, huge problem this year with a uh, lot of consent issues, uh, way more moop, horrible moop. And I know that the rain on that last day really was a factor because it was torrential downpours. People were just packing up in such a hurry that a lot of people left left stuff. But I'm talking about during 
the week. There was lots more moop, lots more behavior that's not really burner behavior, in my opinion. I don't necessarily attribute that to the fact that there were more people than last year. I just know that there were more people than last year, and there were all these problems. Uh, I think it's better that it stays kind of small because you he- you hear about it, and it's like, oh, it's a party, and that's not really the the people that get our principles. So I like the fact that it used to be smaller. I wish it was still a little bit smaller. I've actually had this discussion not specifically about Flipside or, uh, or even Burns with a couple of people in the recent uh, past in that when I went to my first burn, 2013, Flipside 2013, I went with several veterans. I mean, uh, pretty much all of DeSado's veterans. I was one of three virgins uh, in uh, like a 30-person camp. So it w- there were a lot of veterans around me. And I didn't know what to expect, but they did. And what I kept hearing was, man, there's a lot of just people walking around and looking. They're not participating. These guys are spectators. I went to a couple of other uh, events completely outside of the burn community uh, since then. And I'm seeing the same thing, wherein there's a lot of part, there's a lot more spect- uh, spectators than there are participants. And I think that is, A, attributed at least partly to the, the, the generation that's coming of age, they're used to seeing things on the internet, and they're used to watching things. They're not used to going out and doing things a lot. So I think that that plays a p- into it, but part of that reason is that there are more people that are coming to Flipside, and they're, they're the same generation. A lot of them are. They're coming out, and they're wanting to watch. They're wanting to see these other people do these things, but they, they aren't immersing. They aren't participating. I think the larger that it gets, we're probably going to see more of that. So I don't really like the idea of it getting larger. I don't think it's something that's going to be stopped, though. I think it's, I mean, much like Burning Man, I just, I expect that it will continue to grow. Hopefully it can grow in such a fashion that it's, it, it maintains, you know, its core values and uh, the, the same experience uh, that, that Flipside is all about. So do I want to see it get bigger? No. But is it going to? Probably. There's obviously going to be other smaller events that happen. Freezer burn, mischievia, the beach burns, these things are happening. They're still small. I think that we'll probably always have those those events that are in their infancy or adolescence that are still smaller, that if that's what you like, you can still go and find that experience. I think a part of it is also we need more education out there for not just consent, but even to, no, it's okay. You can participate because there are those camps out there that, you walk by, and it's kind of scary that you want to go in there. Not that not that they're not welcoming or whatever. There's some cans out there that's like, I don't want to go over there because it doesn't look like it's friendly. You know, there there are those out there. There are those ones where it's, I don't want to go over there because now I'm over in the sex camp area, and that's a little weird for some people, you know. And uh, I think it's more or less, you know, if we had a part of the uh, – Maybe like the greeters or something like, no, it's okay, go hang out. Yeah, make make it to where it's an educational thing where it's we need like you guys out there running your uh, your smaller events. Like, no, no, participate, come over here, hang out, help us out, let's do this, you know, and and, and asking, and you know, welcoming basically out there and saying it's okay to come over here and hang out as opposed to you know doing your own thing. Got anything y'all want to talk about? I mean, y'all came all this way. Right now, my focus is the beach burns. That's what's on my mind a lot. Um, with Liz's art project now being completed and 
on its way to Black Rock City. Uh, that's, you know, we're able to shift our focus a little bit to starting to do some more planning for, for Camp Dick Joke. But we've got a lot of time on that. Right now, a lot of the focus is, yeah, this is going to be a busy, busy few months for us. And like you said, there's a lot of different events going on around this time for the whole Burner community. So our events, trying to get those off the ground, trying to make them happen, it's a lot of work every single time we do that when we go set up infrastructure. I mean, you've been to the beach. You know it's not a forgiving environment. It's, it's, it's rough. Sometimes it's rougher than others. Um, you've got to deal with the sand always. You've got to deal with the water in some capacity always. The wind can be a total bitch. <laughs> um, the, the burn that you were at, the wind was unreasonably constant <laughs> and high. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of effort that goes into that. that th that's a lot of my focus right now is trying to figure out how we're going to make all these things happen in a timely fashion and still make it awesome and fun for everyone that comes down. And right now, my focus is finding a better sunscreen for the beach because, <laughs> holy crap, that's another aspect of our beach burns is the fact that there's no shade. I mean, we do have shade structures sometimes, and you can go hide in your tent or your car, but with the constant barrage of the sand in the wind on your sunburned sc you know, skin, that's, that's not so much fun. My main focus is uh, getting through this next coming weekend and, and being able to do some volunteering out at the shotgun shell range. Hopefully we'll get a good turnout. We had some media coverage uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, down in Corpus where Patrick had actually reached out. They had already done a story on the, the shotgun shell range and Patrick reached out to the reporter who did it and she was excited to, to meet us and interview him and he did great. And it, it was it was very uh, positive, I think, exposure. We're, we're just trying to get through that. Our fall is going to be really, really busy. Yeah, I thought it was five events. I just looked it up on my phone. There's more like eight events between now and October 31st. Um, I, side trance is coming down. Um, there's uh, there, there's people coming from, you know, I don't know. He's He's got such a huge schedule of events going on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're interested in coming out, please take take the adventure and do it because it's awesome. I promise. I camp on the beach all the time just because I love it. So it's totally a doable thing. You just have to be prepared for it. I don't really know if there's anything else that – I don't have an agenda. I didn't walk in here with an agenda. I was just like, hey, let's go to Austin and chat because it will be fun. Well, the other thing about going out to the beach is that you have – especially with those events, uh, one of the things that made me less skeptical about going is that we, y'all have uh, veteran beach campers out there that are going to not necessarily take care of you, but at least help you out. And that was, that was the one thing that made my, my mind go, okay, well, if I get stuck, we have people out there. If I, ha if I need this, we have people out there. And that's the same kind of way that, you know, Flipside and Burn events do. It's like, yeah, you will get the help that you need, which is very important. That exists on the beach anyways. There are people that specifically hang out at the access road point on the beach, literally just to pull people out. I was going down for ambient camping, which is also another event that's coming up in November, not associated with us, but some other people. I was going down there and I got stuck right as I drove onto the beach and there were people there uh, immediately hooking my truck up to pull me out. That is, that is definitely a huge part of the experiences you will have help if you get stuck or... Yeah, I mean, I, being that I grew up down there and, you know, I moved away for a long time, but that's that's my stomping grounds. When, when I've got a free weekend and I have no plans, 
I load up my truck and I go to the beach for two days and I camp on the beach for two days. So I stay prepared for it. I know what to expect. And with those burns, I bring all of those things and then some. So, yeah, there's definitely help to be had. There's the, the veteran beach campers are definitely out there. And a lot of them are they, a lot of them do the same thing that I do, especially for, for events like this, for burns. They load up on things that they know, you know, the, the people from up north aren't going to know. Yeah, they're, they're like, wait, you need what? Oh, baby powder? Why do you need baby powder? Oh, just wait till you want to go to sleep. I'll show you why baby powder is awesome. <laughs> you know, those things. Y you load up on those things, and I like helping people. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy introducing people to, to what I love so that hopefully they love it too, and they come back, and they take care of it, and, you know, they, they, they're part of the, the culture down there and they're part of the experience. We are building a, a, a scene down there. We are building a culture of burners. There's more showing up. Like, we, we keep going out and going to things that aren't really burner-related and then running into people, oh, yeah, you know, oh, you know so-and-so? Oh, really, did you know that we're doing this? Oh, no, well, hey, come check this out. They're there. We're just so fragmented down there that we're starting to coalesce. We're starting to come together and really form a tight community. It's still small, and it's still building. It's, it's going to happen, um, and it, it, it already is happening. Kind of like Austin has its you know, big burner community, Corpus does have a smaller burner community, and we're, we're fairly tight-knit down there. Um, even if you don't want to come down for just you know, like a beach camping thing, do you just want to come down and hang out and do like the beach or just hang out or go to, you know, a, a show or a dance thing or whatever? Just contact somebody that, that's down in Corpus that you know, and let's just go do it. We're all game pretty much for doing anything if we've got the time. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate it. Very cool to have you all over here. Maybe we'll get you on again before you actually we actually load up for Flipside, you know? And so on if the series of seas will always stay Close to sea and never trend away That point is in the Mandelbrot set Mandelbrot set Your or shock test on fire A table pterodactyl You're a heart-shaped box of springs and wire